0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Excessive Screen Time. My name's Eddie, um, I'm going to be your host for this podcast and what we're basically going to be talking about is movies, TV shows, everything that we enjoy, the two of us, uh, and joining me is my younger brother, uh, the superstar of the show, Indy. How are you going today, Ind?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you, Eddie?
0: <laughs> I'm excellent. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we Basically, the way this podcast started is we were having a chat at dinner the other night and we both kind of, I think... I think you rated my ideas, but I rated your thoughts on movies and TV shows, and
1: yeah,
0: I thought we'd, yeah, I thought we'd have a crack at putting it in podcast form and seeing how we go with it. Yeah. So I guess to start us off, um, we probably need to orient um, where we are in terms of what we like um, in movies and TV shows. So I thought I'd ask you right off the bat: What do you enjoy watching and consuming and reading? What are you doing with your spare time when it comes to consuming content?
1: Well, most of the time. I just watch like movies that people would assume are classics, so like Pulp Fiction and other movies like that. Yep. I don't really have a specific genre.
0: So you kinda of like a bit of everything, but it you, you need to have it recommended to you or you like to have it you like to be one of the classics in terms of it's usually pretty highly rated by people.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. there are some movies like um the George Clooney Batman that everyone else hates, but I actually really like him.
0: How did you get onto to seeing George Clooney's Batman? I've never been recommended by anyone. I've never consumed it. How did you come across that?
1: Well, Dad is a huge Batman fan, and so we've got, like, all the old DVDs, and so I just sat down and watched them all.
0: And um, was, George... there, was there one of the old classics that sort of stood out to you?
1: Yeah, it was the one with um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Iceman, Ice Freeze, Mr. Freeze. That
0: Isn't that he, isn't that kind of a memeable sort of character I see him pop up yeah. in memes every now and then sort of laughing yeah. at the acting.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> it was, I just genuinely enjoyed the movie and we with- yeah.
0: Well, we're going to discuss Batman a little bit more later because that's uh I'm going to do a spoiler alert here that's our big topic for the week. Um but I want to pick your brains a little bit more about what sort of content uh you're into. So you mentioned that you like watching some of the classics. Um, I know that you're a bit of a comic book fan as well. So talk to me about how you got into comics and how they sort of inspire your taste in movies and TV shows.
1: Well, I kind of just started in comics when I went to the library one time and there wasn't really anything else that I enjoyed reading. So I just went to the comic section and borrowed like 50 different comics or like on Marvel and some DC. Um, And that kind of shaped my view on superhero movies a bit more. Yep. And, like, even comic book versions of movies, like Pulp Fiction, for example, or, like, horror movies, like um, It, that I read a comic book on that once and it made me want to watch it.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, I I come from a sort of not a different era, but when it comes to comics, but I, I just never c- sort of came across comics as yeah. much. I remember I I used to love. I, I think you've read it a few times now. That Simpsons comic book. Um, yeah, I was really yeah. I was really into that. But when I was sort of growing up, it was more comics were more sort of stuff like Charlie Brown and and Peanuts and um, yeah. you know, Calvin and Hobbes and that sort of stuff. So yeah. I'd read the comics in the newspaper, but I never really took that next step into. I guess what you are almost referring to is graphic novels. There, right?
1: Yeah, like- yeah.
0: so it's, a, it's an interesting little illustration of the difference in eras, I guess, a little bit, is that, um, yeah, you've grown up with that sort of content. I mean, in terms of superheroes themselves, uh, what do you like in a superhero and what sort of superheroes are you attracted to out of Marvel or DC or wherever?
1: Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the population can agree with me in the fact that Marvel, I think, is better than DC.
0: It's objectively superior, right? It's yeah. yeah. DC is, is not good, but yeah, please go on.
1: Um, there are only really a couple of superheroes and villains I do like from DC, like Batman, because that's he's just like amazing. But other superheroes like Superman, I don't really like because no, he's cheesy. Yeah, he sounds like he was made by a six-year-old. The way that he does, he does. Um, well, I think
0: I think it's a product of the time that Superman's been like one of the oldest superheroes around, right? Like he was invented, I don't God yeah. knows when. 20s or 30s, so I think it's more a product of that time.
1: Yeah. But, like, other things like the Flash and stuff I do, I like because that's pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um, I do really like the Joker as a villain.
0: Okay, interesting. So, out of DC, you really like the Batman, you really like the Joker. The rest of the yeah, comics of the DC dude, universe haven't really grabbed you?
1: Not really. It's mostly just, like, the Bat family, like Nightwing as well red hood they're all cool
0: so i imagine the the last few years for you Ian, have been a bit of a, a whirlwind when it comes to comics because you were almost into comics prior to the marvel um, metaverse universe arising yeah, so yeah. being able to see these i mean i know it's it would a lot of people would have gotten in, into it the other way sort of watching the marvel movies and then reading the yeah. comics but you were you were ahead of the curve when it came to that so how's it been seeing um those comics represented on the big screen
1: well with like all the new TV shows, like Loki, Winter Soldier, um, especially Moon Knight, it was kind of like almost refreshing to see characters that I always loved in the comics, like Moon Knight, actually finally come onto the big screen.
0: Yeah. As well as-, well I'm, as like- I'm, a, I'm a casual Marvel fan. I'd never heard of Moon Knight before. Yeah. I have no idea who Moon Knight is, but I watched, as we sort of discussed previously, I've I've watched the Moon Knight show and I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's such a it yeah, such a it's different amazing. it's such a different take on the universe that uh, yeah. I feel like for outsiders like me, we haven't really seen that side of the Marvel universe where it's a bit quirky and wacky and there's weird yeah. stuff going on, but it, it kind of all um it's just a different vibe, really. Yeah. Um and so out of the movies that you the the those the movies of the last few years anyway, the Marvel sort of movies. Which of those do you prefer over the other ones? Because personally, I find it a bit of a mixed bag. I've really enjoyed a few of them. I've really not enjoyed, to be honest, a lot lot of them. Um, But where where do those movies sit with you?
1: Well, because of like No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, I didn't really enjoy Homecoming as much as the other Spider-Man movies. But with... No way home coming out all the rumors about Andrew and Toby coming back and then when they finally did it was very, like, not actually very surprising because yeah it, that was all like on the cast list and everything but it was very, yeah. um, what's the word? It was like almost like just fantastic to finally see characters in different universes essentially team up.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I get that completely, and that's the only reason I went and saw that movie was because I grew yeah. up with the Toby, Toby Maguire Spider Man, right? And I wanted yeah. to see the Toby Maguire Spider Man again. Where I, I don't really have any interest in in Marvel per se, but I think that's what they were trying to appeal to was that that audience yeah. of people like me who were once interested in superheroes have kind of have come, not grown out of it, but have kind of. Gotten over it a little bit, and they were trying to pull us back in, but it didn't really work for me. I know it worked for some people, and some people, yeah. like some some sort of neutrals like me, really loved it. I yeah. I didn't, um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping to. I was really, I really wanted to like it. In, what, 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 what do you find is the risk of the Marvel movies? Like, do you think they can go a little bit too over the top sometimes? Do you like all of them, or are there some that you haven't enjoyed?
1: Well, um, I do think they can go a bit overboard, and I think they've kind of used up all their potential. With um, the, like Endgame, and that's basically the end of the Avengers. So you can't make any more of those,
0: unless they're in the Metaverse. End
1: exactly. <laughs> um, that's,
0: there, therein lies the genius of the Metaverse. Yeah. They can actually just kill people off and bring them back time after time.
1: Yeah, but I think I do think it went a bit too far, all with like time travel and stuff. I didn't like necessarily love it, but it was good because I read um the infinity wars comics before i saw the movies before they came out um and actually a lot of characters do die not from the snap but just from thanos himself like with the cosmic ghost rider comics iron man just gets ripped in half and it's very fascinating to see how because of a younger audience they can't actually put in a lot of violence yeah so, they just make it more kind of kid kid friendly, but also very like sad at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great summation. They're sort of cutting out the graphic nature of it, um, but yeah. leaving the emotional hit in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think that that leads nicely into what we're going to talk about today because I think um, my issue, for lack of a better word, with the Marvel movies is the lack of stakes. Right, you, someone dies mm-hmm. and they can just be brought back, and you know, yeah. I it's that lack of seriousness that I that I don't like about it, but. Having said that, that leads perfectly into what we're going to discuss today, which is the new Batman movie, which is our big topic for the week. Yeah. Um, and Batman is a franchise that uh, I've always loved um, since the first Christopher Nolan edition. I was hooked immediately as soon as I saw um, the first movie in that trilogy. Um, so, and I think what I really like about Batman is that the stakes feel higher. Um, yeah. there's You know, yeah. the, there's really evil stuff that happens and there's he's trying to fight really... Um, uh, complicated villains you know like they've got they're not they're not sort of black and white like i'm going to destroy the world like thanos or they they kind of have something deeper going on um so that's what's really drawn to me to bat drawn me to batman now you mentioned a little bit earlier about your um how you got into batman can you run us through sort of the timeline of of what movies you watched in what order
1: well i just watched them like from when the actors appeared like i even went onto youtube and tried to find all the old Adam West episodes.
0: Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Yeah. I watched a few of them. It's not actually any punching. They just cover it with, like, bam and pow (laughs) instead of actually, like, physical contact, Um, which is what they improve in a lot with CGI and stuff like that. Um, And in the new Batman movie, I think it was okay, but I just didn't really like the evolution of the villain a lot. Interesting. Interesting. yeah, like from what the Riddler went to f- went from from Jim Carrey to Paul Dano. I think he did an excellent job. Paul Dano was amazing. I just don't really like the like the character design and more stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I completely get where you're coming from. We're going yeah. to touch more on the casting um, and the acting a little bit later. So you, in in terms of where your your journey with Batman, you you're a full blown. You watched every single one. You love. You've watched the old ones. You've seen the Christopher Nolan ones. What, what is your preference when it comes to this franchise? Because I feel like there's two very distinct um, groupings in the Batman universe. There's the pre-Nolan era where Batman was a bit yeah. silly, a bit stupid, yeah. Jim Carrey, George Clooney, that sort of stuff. And then yeah. it switches at Christopher Nolan and becomes this dark, brooding, um, very grungy. Neo, yeah grungy, neo-noir sort of um, yeah. Yeah, very late 90s thriller style. Um Where do you sit on that continuum in terms of what you enjoy more out of those two, uh, the two evolutions of Batman?
1: Well, I think there is also, I think it doesn't go straight from George Clooney to Christopher, um, Christian Bale. I think in the middle is Michael Keaton, because I think he was still a bit dark, but not like not too dark as Christian Bale, what with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think the casting for that Jack Nicholson was really good. Michael Keaton was a good fit as well. I just don't love his Bruce Wayne as much as his Batman. Yeah. That's his yeah. So big-
0: you like it's, sorry, I you like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne more than you like um the previous yeah, Bruce yeah. Wayne? Yeah. I Interesting. Think he did what, really well. Why why did he do you not what what because- what was Keaton, what was what was missing in Keaton's performance as Bruce Wayne?
1: I think he did he did okay, like, with all the secret identity kind of stuff, but I also think he was a bit too, like, jolly and happy, where, like, he's a millionaire whose parents were killed when he was young, and he's, like, flirting with women at parties and stuff, which I think is, like, a good kind of character development, but I still don't love it, whereas Christian yeah. Bale was, like... Still very dark as Bruce Wayne, as well as Batman, which I think was amazing.
0: Exactly, because Bruce Wayne needs motivation to be Batman, right? He can't yeah. be happy on the outside yeah. because that doesn't fit with the the dark nature of the villains he's up against.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly it.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to Batman, you're a Michael Keaton fan as the Batman, but you prefer you prefer the Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan edition because it makes more sense connecting the two yeah. characters together. What about when it comes to the villains? Because, um, yeah, as we're going to discuss, Paul Dano as the Riddler is genuinely terrifying. Um, yeah. Heath, Led- Heath Ledger as the Joker was um, arguably the most brooding, intense performance in movie history. Um, yeah. where, do you, where do you sit with those villains as compared to the, yeah, the really sort of, sort of out-of-the-box, Mr. Freeze-style villains of the, of the early 90s editions?
1: I think I liked it. When it first like George Clooney and Michael Keaton, I like their villains a lot because they're kind of like wacky and out there. What with Mister Freeze and that, um, but I also like it a bit more dark than that. So Christian Bale's did really well with the villains. Heath Ledger was arguably the best Joker, um, and Bane as well was really good.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really mention. Good. I was going to mention that in a bit, but I I thought the the Dark Knight Rises got a pretty rough rap. I thought that was a great movie. Um, yeah, I know I know it wasn't I know it wasn't The Dark Knight, but nothing was ever going to be The Dark Knight and I thought it did yeah. a fantastic job living up to that. Yeah, it did. Um in that Nolan trilogy, um, obviously it's become hallowed around people particularly my age are obsessed with that movie. I think yeah. I've seen The Dark Knight probably 10 times at least. I can quote it. I love it. Uh, it would be, if it's not my favourite movie of all time, it's in the top three. Um, what Did you enjoy that trilogy and how did you think about that progression from Batman Begins to um, Dark Knight Rises?
1: I I really loved it because I think Batman Begins as well was kind of more not... it. It's not a, like a silly, a fun, a wacky movie, but it was more silly and fun than the rest of them.
0: Yeah, and spot on.
1: It, it evolved really well and all the, like, quotes, as you said, were, like, are amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I thought the, the, the training sequences in Batman Begins are a good example yeah. of what you mean. Like, they're kind of weird. Um, They don't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but they kind of they in that in between where you can kind of still believe that this would have, what this would have been Batman's backstory. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Th- and what about The Dark Knight Rises? Because I mentioned before that I think it's underrated. What did you think of that on the back of The Dark Knight? I think,
1: yeah, I think it's again like what you said, not definitely not as good as The Dark Knight, but I think it was still an amazing movie compared to it because it's yep. not as good. But it's still really good, like, on its own. Yeah. If you don't compare it, like, compare the two, then but, it's still really good.
0: And I think, importantly, what the Dark Knight Rises did was leave the franchise in a spot where um, people were sort of hungry for more. Um, yeah. Whereas with a lot of those, tri- the third in a trilogy, by the time it finishes, you're kind of sick of it. Like, I'm not sure... You know, I can think of a plenty of plenty of franchises who've done that, uh, including probably Top Gun later this year. But no one's asking for another Top Gun. Um, yeah. But people were wanting new Dark Knight. They wanted they wanted another version of it. They wanted to see another interpretation of it. Mm. So I think into this landscape is what we get with um is the with the Batman where people like me, uh, like a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I know you would have been were very very excited to see uh, yeah. what we were going to get from this movie. Um, so that's where I was going into it, hungry for what we were going to see. I had no expectations. Um, the fact that it it was looked like it was going to be more um, pulled back towards the DC universe rather than the Christopher Nolan verse uh, was a bit of a worry. Did you see? Yeah. I know there was um, a there was a Batman Superman movie that came out uh, in the interim. Did you watch that?
1: I I did, but two minutes through, I had to stop because it was horrible. I actually despised it.
0: That is a, that seems to be a common sentiment. Um, I I I knew it was going to be that way. The trailers were horrible. I remember seeing a yeah. trailer in the movie. I was like, "This looks horrible. This mm. is not what this should look like." Um, from it was it was overly produced. It, it looked like it had too much CGI. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. You only got three minutes into it. Um, has there been? I'm I'm genuinely asking this because I have no idea. Has there been any other? Batman content in that period has there been a TV show? Um, has he shown up in any other of the DC universes, or is this or are we coming into the back of this basically fresh?
1: Well, like following the release of the Batman, I honestly thought it was going to be pretty bad because I didn't think the trailer did it very like it did the movie pretty badly. I thought it was going to be bad because of the trailer, but. Just because of that, I decided to go back and, like, when I was at a friend's house, I watched um, Michael Keaton Batman with him just, like, a couple of days before it was released. And then I went and saw it a couple of days after it was released, and I actually really liked it. Um, I just think the trailers were pretty bad. And going back to Batman vs Superman, as much as I love Henry Cavill, I'd hated his performance. I think he did good in it as an actor. I just didn't like the character and the development and like they stopped fighting because of their mum name. Their mum's name. And it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Was was that genuinely the plot line?
1: Yeah. They they oh start fighting. God. I can't even remember why they were fighting. And then Batman's just like, My mum's name is Martha. And then Superman just says that his mum's name is Martha too, and then they stop fighting. That's wow. that's it okay. in a nutshell, and I just hated it.
0: Well, I think it's probably a good thing that not many people saw that movie because, um, yeah, we're going We were going into this uh, with an open mind. I was anyway. Uh, so when you first saw this movie, you mentioned you were coming in off watching it after watching a bit of Keaton, getting getting refreshed yeah. with it. What was your the minute you walked out of the cinema, because I know my viewpoints on movies tend to change. They alter Mm. sort of the 24 hours after I've seen it. When you first walked out of the Batman, what did you think?
1: I think they could have... I don't think it needed to be three hours long. They could have cut it down a lot. I also think it missed a couple of things. Um, Batcave, Batmobile and backstory. I think... If they're going to make it into a trilogy, at least one of the movies needs to have a backstory of Batman. Yeah. Um, Batmobile, I didn't think was shown enough, and I didn't think it looked very good. Not, like, too high-tech, but still not a very good design. And the Batcave was just not good, in my opinion. <laughs> the- I did, like...
0: The Batmobile it's, was a serious letdown. I, I completely yeah, agree. With you. I, the, the car that he rocked up into the funeral um, was so much cooler. I can't remember yeah. what it was. It was like an Aston Martin or something. And it looked yeah. so much sicker than the Batmobile.
1: The Batmobile was just an ugly car. It was like it was like a Tesla truck, but <laughs> in a different Picture. shape.
0: Shout out to our to our father who apparently wants to buy one of those Tesla trucks um, in oh, what would yeah. be one of the dumbest maneuvers in history. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you completely, those three things. The, the one, I, the one, the immediate sticking point for me, and you you mentioned it perfectly there, is that the beauty of the Nolan trilogy was that because we had that backstory for Batman, you had yes. a reference point for everything that he was doing and why he was descending into this um, quasi-madness, I guess, where he was just obsessed with kind of these criminals. You could kind yes. of see why. You kind of knew why. Whereas with this one, it didn't, the patterns in Batman, to me, um, it had no depth. Uh, yeah. He was he was brooding. Um, sorry, more accurately, the Bruce Wayne had no depth. Um, yeah, I didn't
1: he, he, like his Bruce Wayne very much.
0: No, I thought his Bruce Wayne, frankly, was terrible. Um, yeah. I think what you need with a Bruce Wayne, um, and I'm saying this as someone who doesn't know the comics intimately, but I think what you need is someone who is troubled, but who is also <laughs> a little bit of a playboy, um, a little bit, you know, he drives fast cars. Um, he yeah. is talking to attractive women all the time. Um, he's got this sort of James Bond feel to him, whereas yeah, Pattinson yeah. Pattinson was so uninspiring as Bruce Wayne. I thought.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of like what Bruce Wayne's character is meant to be is kind of like Tony Stark from the MCU, but kind of with a darker twist. So, precisely, like,
0: precisely, yeah,
1: he's That's- still very like. Um, Kind of what you said, Playboy, and talks to attractive women and drives fast cars. But at the same time, he's very, like, I don't know what the word, like philo- philosophical, but yeah. in a dark way, I guess.
0: Cavalier almost, which is what no, which, yeah. which is what um, Bale did so well. You know, the, the sort of winks to Inspector Gordon. You know, the fact that he's, you know, yeah. he, he, when he crashes his Lamborghini trying to save the guy that was going to rat him out, and he sort of, you can tell he knows that what he's done. Um, and, he, yes. and he started playing that character, um, yes. yeah. Which I think was for me the major weakness of the film was was Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Um, I agree with you that it was too long. Uh, it did not yes. need to be that long. There was so much stuff that could have been cut out of it. Um, what did you think about um, more broadly the casting of of the villains, um, the Inspector Gordon, uh, Catwoman? What did you think about the casting?
1: I think Catwoman was done very well. I think that was really good casting. Paul Dano. I think, was really good as the Riddler, but I think they definitely could have found someone better because I think Riddler's meant to be more, like, happy and, like, riddle me this instead of, like, very dark as he was. I still like the dark aspect, but I think that he needs to be more jolly and, like, kind of like the Joker in the way that he's happy but also deranged like he's just very strange i'm
0: going to come at that from another angle which is that i think i don't think they could have done that character again given what um heath ledger yeah, did as yeah. joker i think they had to go in a slightly different direction i think the problem was that it was a slight different direction but it was kind of the same direction um, yeah. I, if you asked me to if you asked me to elucidate what the difference is between the Joker's ideology and the Riddler's ideology, wouldn't be able to do it. I have no idea. Um, yes. To me, they seem like they had the same goal, which was just chaos. Um, yeah. So I think they needed something different. I think they needed a different villain, um, which is why the Penguin um, kind of excites me. Uh, he was more exciting yeah. to me than the Riddler. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not overly keen to see another Joker. I know they they had that in there at the end with the Joker laughing in the prison cell. I want to see more Penguin. What did you think of the Penguin?
1: I think... Don't think I didn't really like how he was kind of an ally. I think he could have been more of an enemy. I also think the casting was very very well done cuz that was a great actor, but I think they could have got someone who looks a bit more like the penguin cuz if you see the actor compared to the actual um penguin, it's a lot of makeup.
0: That was something. Uh, again, I'm not. I'm not the most heavily researched character. But I went into the. I went into the movie having no idea that Colin Farrell was in it. I yeah. saw Colin Farrell's name in the credits. I was like, "Who the hell was Colin Farrell playing?" Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a big Colin Farrell guy. I love his movies. I had yeah. no idea he was in this movie, and I didn't even know afterwards. I had to Google it, and I was like, "Oh my god, He's the, yeah. he was he was the penguin. It was unbelievable." So okay. had, that seemed like a lot of a lot of uh, a big walk for a, a long drink of water or whatever whatever the saying is I've with yeah. that um but yeah it didn't it didn't hit me well. what what out of the out of um the, the the two Catwomans in the most recent two trilogies um would you go this catwoman who was played by um it's something K- Kravitz isn't it Zoe
1: Kravitz I think
0: Zoe Kravitz bang on um so catwoman was played by Zoe Kravitz here and Hathaway in the previous trilogy which of the two iterations of catwoman did you prefer
1: Anne Hathaway I think she's a much more developed actor as well as like she gave it its very kind of um it's very what's the word cinematic turn. Like it's very um kind of lot of, a lot of drama in yeah. the way that she speaks and yeah. the way that she does things and a lot of like um trying to seduce Batman I think yep. Anne Hathaway did that a bit better than Zoe Kravitz but I still think that Zoe was really good as the Catwoman
0: I actually am going to push back on that because I think I agree with with what you're saying about Anne Hathaway's cinematic chop she's a better actor that's that's, that's yeah. in, not in dispute she's a way better actor than Zoe Kravitz but I, I felt like Kravitz is like her rawness kind of made it a bit like yeah. she's, she's not a perfect dad she's not polished um, but that's, I kind of enjoyed that about the Catwoman was that she was a bit wild. She was a bit off the rails. Um, it really yes. fitted with with the character that we were getting. Um, whereas I feel like Anne Hathaway, like that was a pretty one-dimensional character. Um, the Catwoman that we saw that Zoe Kravitz did, I thought had more than one dimension to it. Hmm. What about um, when it comes to, I'm not sure how um, in-depth we're going to be able to go here because I'm definitely no film expert, Uh, but when it came to the cinematography, how the movie looked and how the movie sounded when it comes to the soundtrack, what did you make of those?
1: I think the soundtrack was very good with something in the way. That was a really good fit for it. Perfect fit. Yeah, as well as the, the main theme, but I still think that Hans Zimmer like you can't outdo Hans Zimmer when it comes to a soundtrack, so I still think that um, Christian Bale's was better in that regard.
0: I agree. Uh, it's a uh, like with the Dark Knight. You're coming up against the behemoth in Hans Zimmer. You're not going to be able to yeah. replicate how good that. I mean, I still play that. Soundtrack when I'm studying or working or whatever, it's yeah. it's, it's the best soundtrack. It's incredible. It is, um, it's so amazing. I agree with that. The cin- cinematography of the movie was something that I really enjoyed. I thought I walked out of it thinking that was spectacular. That looked like Gotham City. Um, you had the rain, you had the darkness. Um, everything just felt like it was Gotham. Uh, did you have a? Do you have a take on that? Did you feel that the same way as I did walking out of the cinema?
1: Yeah, I, I, um. I thought that the cinematography was – it was on point. It was really, really good. And like what you were saying, it feels like you're in Gotham. But at the same time, I think they kind of – they've like – um, what's the word? They've milked Gotham of its crime, if that makes sense. Like they've made it into this horrible city, but still there's so many people living there, which just doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: Yep. I agree. What is Gotham like in the comics compared to what it's portrayed as in these movies?
1: In the comics it's more just like I'm I'm not entirely sure because I haven't read like all the Batman comics. I've read only a few. I'm not a massive fan of DC, but I think it's just more like um schemes and plots more than actual like explosions and stuff like yep. in the movie. I think it's a lot more Plotting like some master plan to get rid of everyone or something. More than, more than like flooding the gates or whatever.
0: I want to give a shout out here to the cinematographer Greg Fraser, who's an Australian guy. Studied at RMIT, according to my quick Wikipedia lookup just then, who was also the cinematographer on Dune, um, which I know that you loved and I was obsessed yeah. with. Uh, so I think he's clearly got a talent for for creating that that you know, you want to walk out of a movie feeling as if you are immersed in the universe. You want to be, you want to walk out thinking like Arrakis, I'm on Arrakis, it's sandy, it's windy, yeah. it's hot. Um, and I think he did that really well with Gotham where, yeah, I felt like I was in those streets, you know, the rain was sort of dripping on my head. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, how did the movie make you feel? This is a this is a tough question, but when you walked out, how did you feel?
1: I felt very sceptical, like very kind of paranoid in a way.
0: because.
1: Mm. I came out of that movie, it was like eight, nine thirty. So I felt very like that I would walk away and then the Riddler would just be behind me. Yeah. Like in the first scene. Yeah. I felt a lot like that over the next couple of days. So I was just kinda like leaving lights on everywhere. Yeah. It it made me feel like I was in like hearing that stuff on the news and things like that. Yeah. Which is kind of a good feeling because you know that makes it a really good movie. Yeah. But it's also just kind of scary, knowing. That, yeah.
0: Um, I think yeah that that was the that was the highlight of that movie experience to me was was how I felt afterwards. And you're exactly right. You you're uneasy. Um, yeah. You don't like, like you, you can feel the Riddler breathing around you. Like you, you know yeah. you can really it really gets into you and it gets into your bones. And I think that was that was definitely the highlight for me um, when I spoke to you earlier about how. Um my 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 verdict on a movie changes um in the twenty four hours after I've watched it. The high point was as I walked out of the cinema. I thought that was yep. great. Um I feel that I was in Gotham. I, I really enjoyed it at that moment. And it was kind yeah. of over the next twenty-four hours when I was ruminating on it and thinking really thinking a bit more into Pattinson and um just yeah, the the plot line and the length of it that I started to it started to drop off a little bit for me. Were you similar?
1: Uh yeah, I was actually very similar to that. It was very a very good feeling when I walked out of the cinema, but like I said before, also very scary.
0: What about over the next twenty four hours? When you when you got home, when you started thinking about it, um, after that, in that next little period when you'd had some time to think about it, did your thoughts or opinions on the movie change?
1: Not a lot, to be honest. I don't. I'm not really that kind of like um, person. I just once I have my view on something, unless I'm seriously convinced. It doesn't really change that much.
0: Very fair yeah. enough. I wish I, I wish I had that about Batman. I wish I I wish I still felt now about it the same way I did when I walked out of it. Um, one thing that I'm going to try and bring in any each week, I'm going to ask you: Did you in, in, when we were sort of talking about Batman and thinking about doing Batman this week? Are there any fun facts you came across about the movie or the filming of it or anything like that?
1: Um. Well, no, not really. I didn't really look into it a lot, but um. I don't know, I do know that it was a very hands-on movie, Um, and I'm just searching up some fun facts now about it, Um, The Long Halloween, right, so it says that serial killer Riddler has his roots in Earth One and Zero Year, not sure what that means, but <laughs> I really liked the character, I'm kind of going off topic, but I really liked the character of Carmine Falcone,
0: mm, yes. I really
1: liked that like kind of mafia look of it.
0: And John John Turturro, when it comes to casting, that was the perfect casting. Um, yeah, he's he, he, he probably
1: better than the other movies.
0: Yeah, agreed. He um, is just the perfect fit for that role. So I'm glad they managed to squeeze him in. Um, in one question I'm going to ask you every week, uh, and it's one that I often find myself thinking about when, after I've seen a movie, um, is that I wish I'd known something before I went in. I wish I'd had some sort of background. I wish I'd um, mm-hmm. I wish I'd wish known that this actor was going to be in it and this was the history of that actor with the franchise or something. Um, so I'm going to ask you first, what's one thing you wish you'd known before going in and seeing this movie?
1: I wish I knew that it was going to be more like darker, uh, almost darker than Christian Bale because going in, I was kind of like, Mm, is this gonna be kitty or is it gonna be actually good? and then it was just like bang straight in it went straight into it
0: with that it Nirvana, the Nirvana song and the opening yeah. scene. yeah, it really hit you between the eyes straight away. Um, yeah. For me it was that I wish I'd seen I wish I'd put in the time to have a look at the old Batman's the yeah the Keaton, the Clooney. I wish yeah. I'd got the history um, behind it before I went in because I think it gives you such a different perspective. On the movie, when you know what's come before it, um, so I'm I'm envious of your your history with the franchise. Um, hmm. Overall, you've seen a lot of the Batman's. Where does this one rank um, on the on the continuum continuum of Batman films?
1: All right, so I reckon this is out of trilogies. I'm going to count this as a trilogy. I'd say it's probably third or fourth because mm-hmm. um, Christian Bale is obviously the best. Michael Keaton, I think, was really good, so I put him as second. George Clooney, I'm kind of, like, on the outs between those two. I can't really decide. But I think that, um, like, the Batman would go third. And then George Clooney and then Adam West last, purely just because of how old it is.
0: Interesting. I like the analysis. That's very comprehensive. And overall, um, what does this movie rate out of 10 for you?
1: Probably seven or eight, eight
0: out of ten. Okay, I'm going to go with a seven. Um, if you'd ask me, the, if you'd ask me the minute I stepped out of the movie, I probably would have said an eight point five. Um, but after sitting on it for a bit, I'm going to go with a seven. Um, <laughs> now, in the second topic that we want to get to this week is um, something that I really enjoy and something I think you're going to be really good at, um, which is I want you to convince me to consume a bit of content that you're into, whether it be a movie, a TV show, a book. Um a comic, whatever it happens to be, um because uh, you watch a lot of different things to art to, to I do we watch some of the same things we watch a lot of different things um so i want to spend I want you to spend two or three minutes just trying to convince me to consume a piece of content that you're into at the moment.
1: all right, well, we've already talked about it a bit, so you know it's coming. I'm gonna convince you to watch Predator, the original Interesting.
0: Schwarzenegger. yep,
1: this is an amazing movie. Given its time, it has really good special effects, and it's got a very like a very good story, um, and it's a classic because it's like alien horror, but with a twist that the aliens are more advanced with us, more more advanced than us. It's kind of like how I Am Legend, the zombies. Yeah. Instead of being like oh brains, they're better than us.
0: Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah.
1: Almost as well with, like, the movie Alien. They're they're almost smarter than us. But in Predator, it is definitely smarter than it. And it's grown a really good fan base, as well as having a lot of depth to the actual story, as well as a pretty good crossover trilogy between it and Alien. The movies, the newer ones, I want to say are not as good. Up until the latest one, it was actually horrible. (laughs) But... um, um, Predator 2 is okay. And Predators is pretty good, I'm gonna say. I've watched it a couple of times. It's not the best, but it's not bad. Um, and it's got a lot of since it's come out, it's had a lot of um a lot of like theories and stuff like that, which is fun to just dive into if you're really bored. Yep. It also has a lot of backstory on the actual aliens.
0: Well, that's what I was going to uh, – before you go on. That's what I was going to ask. Prometheus is part of this universe, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, because um, they. <laughs> isn't
0: that, I, from what also. I from what I had very vaguely know about this movie, I I thought that Prometheus was sort of the the beginning of the um, of the alien race or something.
1: Um, it kind of is. Like, I'm I'm good at alien anthology but not when it comes to this movie because I honestly I really hated this movie yeah it it was not good it was not a good fit for the actual trilogy because it's the actual trilogy is like fast-paced jump scares stuff like that this didn't really have anything like that until the very end yeah okay a lot of the characters were just like stupid you know (laughs) and like horror movies when you just love to make fun of that one person where they're like, I heard something in the basement, I better go check it out. <laughs> they're kind of like that. But, yeah, I really was interested in the crossover between Predator and Alien, and I think they did it pretty well with the backstory, but the actual execution of the movie I don't think they did, like, amazing on.
0: So you, if you're going to recommend one of the movies to watch, it would be the original Predator?
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: Okay. So start with that and then expand out from there?
1: Um, Yes, but I would say skip the latest movie because it's not very good and it's not important to the actual story.
0: So the most important ones are um, uh, Predator 1, Predator 2 and then Alien vs. Predator?
1: Um, well, you probably don't need to watch Alien vs. Predator unless you actually have seen the Alien movies first.
0: Okay, okay, gotcha.
1: So... They're not great movies, but they're good for, like, Prometheus. They're good for the, like, the backstory. It just does – I don't really like it, though, because in the Alien movies, that's set in, like, what was it, 2221 or something? So, like, um, centuries away. Not centuries, one century away. And, um, And then that's, like, the first record of an alien xenomorph in that universe. Gotcha. But then in Predator vs Alien, it was made and set in 2002, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, okay. So and so I,
1: that doesn't line up very well.
0: <laughs> so it's not really canon um, as yeah. such. Yeah, well, so you
1: don't need to, but it's an okay movie.
0: Well, you've made a very con- uh, very convincing case here. So I think I'm going to have to have a look at that. Um, I want to I want to get back to the original Predator. There's nothing better than a sort of 80s, 90s um, action movie um, yeah. just for just for sheer enjoyment. Um,
1: Especially with the quotes as well. Yeah. It's a very very quotable movie.
0: Big time. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing that I wanted to convince you into this week um, is a series on Apple TV called Slow Horses. Um, It's a British spy uh, drama. Um, It stars Gary Oldman as the uh, grizzled old spy um, who's head of the agency. Um, Have you consumed much Gary Oldman content or any British spy content over the journey?
1: Um, I'd probably say the, I'm not really that into spy movies. The only really spy movie I've watched is James Bond, which is a classic. So if you're into spy movies, you need to watch that.
0: Absolutely. Well, the thing, the beauty about, um, slow horses and and some of the other British spy dramas, such as Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is a great example. It's one of the great Mm -hmm. spy movies of all time. They're based on these. A lot of them are based on books from the sixties and seventies by the likes of John le Carré and those writers, um, Mm-hmm. Who wrote some brilliant stuff back in the day? This this is more of a, a sardonic, sort of witty, comedic take on things. Um, it's the the basic premise is uh, Gary Oldman, who is just brilliant. Um, I mean, it, I'm not sure how yeah. much you know of him. He, he was obviously the original the Inspector True. Inspector Gordon and Sirius Black, um, and he is just. If he's not the best actor in the world, he's close. Um, so and he's just he's perfectly casting this. He's this uh this old veteran spy who runs a, a spy house of of essentially people who have stuffed up on the job. So spies they're trying to get rid of. They put them in, um, in charge of Gary Oldman.
1: Yeah, I've heard of that before. I think I started to watch it. It was okay, but it couldn't really the first episode didn't really drag me in. Interesting. Very much.
0: Okay, well, that's, uh, I encourage you to keep going purely because yeah. of Oldman. Um, it's just the way that it sort of balances uh, and it's uniquely British to be able to do this, but balances really serious, um, upsetting plot lines um, and intense stuff happening with just yeah. this at all times sort of wit and humour and dark comedy and everything that's going on. Um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, the tone is perfect. Um, we spoke before about cinematography and how I want it to bring me into uh, the the setting or the universe where I'm living, and this 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 show brings you into London. Um, you feel like you're a part of London um, again, like the lighting and and the way the that you sort of feel the rain and the cold uh, is perfect. Yeah. Um. So I would highly encourage you to watch that. It, James Bond is actually a good starting point for spy for getting into this sort yeah. of spy content because um, James Bond is the is the Marvel version of spies. You know, it's very yeah. idealized. Yeah. Um, the violence isn't super real, you know, the, the villains are evil, but, you know, they kind of don't make sense sometimes, whereas this side yeah. of it is more the backstory, the nitty-gritty, how spies yeah. operate, what sort of mental state they're in. Um, so, yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, I, I encourage you to get into it.
1: All right, I will. I'll check it out.
0: Awesome. Well, that's about all we've got time for on the IE review today, and, Um, I want to thank you for your time, taking time out of your busy schedule to to meet with me today and have a chat about movies. Um, Pretty keen to to keep this going. So, uh yes. hopefully we'll have more than just this one episode to to release when when the time comes. Um hope yeah. you enjoyed your time and we'll speak to you next week.
1: See ya.